Hey guys, welcome to the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. This is your host, as always, Steve Pintado. And with me, as always, is my main man, Jabron Curtis. What's going on today, Jibs? Oh man, I got the Monday blues, but hey, I'm here to give some uh, knowledge or some hot takes on where I think some of these rookies are going to go and where they need to go for them to be very fantasy relevant. Yeah, absolutely. I said we're over in New Jersey right now, and it's pretty bad out there. Wind, storms, tornadoes, you name it, we got it apparently today. And we are talking about some rookie landing spots for the best possible fantasy and non-fantasy um, you know, predictions that we have, have come up with. So uh, before we get started, I uh, just want to introduce our guest today um, all the way across the country, country, the ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, and it's Kevin, one of our teammates. Kevin, how are we doing today? Absolutely, always, uh, always fun to get you on pod. Uh, you, you always know your good stuff. So, but yes, we're talking best landing spots for rookies. And before we get into that, as always, guys, we're going to talk about some news. And there's been some news over the last time we've been on this podcast, and probably one of the biggest ones today. Uh, Christian McCaffrey of the Carolina Panthers just signed a four-year, sixty-four million dollar extension, guys. Uh, how are you feeling about that right now? I mean, he's earned every dollar of that, but I mean, I'm not a huge believer in paying running backs. I think the Panthers could have gone into a rebuild here, maybe traded him away, but if they think they can win games with him, then by all means, pay them it. And he definitely deserves all the money, and hey, the last time I checked the Panthers, I have nobody on that squad, so if they want to give $64 million to Christian McCaffrey, hey, go ahead and do it. Yeah, I mean, he's literally the best running back in the league right now. I guess deserves to be paid what like one. Uh, I know me and Kevin a couple minutes ago were just talking about how he has the same amount of money as Teddy Bridgewater over the last next three years, so, and he's got a four-year contract, so it's definitely real interesting uh, what they're paying into this offense here, who's in somewhat of a rebuild, so um, good for Christian McCaffrey, he deserves every penny of it. And then to go over to the next big, uh, big news of the weekend, I believe it fell over, or maybe it was last Friday, Thursday or something like that, but Brandon Cooks is on the move once again heading to his fourth team in five seasons. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams has decided to trade Brandon Cooks, a fourth-round pick in 2022, to the Houston Texans for, two, uh, for a second-round pick in this current draft. Um, for us, guys, I mean, this is interesting, uh, definitely for fantasy. Uh, so why don't you guys tell me what you like about it, who, who wins, who rises on fantasy boards, and who might be falling. I mean, you have to look at the Rams receivers to see who's rising. Cooper Cup and Robert Wood are definitely rising. That was an offense that needed a bit of space for them to breathe in, and now they've got it. Um, I think Cooks is going to a better a team with a better quarterback, so I think he's definitely definitely a bit on the rise there as well. Although he has injury troubles, just like Will Fuller, so not 100% sold on that offense just yet. For me, definitely the Rams receiver are going to take a nice little stop boost. I believe it makes a little bit more room for some of the tight ends, Daryl Ever or Tyler Hippie, whatever one does get the more more snaps in the offense. As for the Houston Texans, obviously that wide receiver core is kind of disgusting looking. It's just like your all first team injury report type of deal, but. Brandon Cooks is definitely going to be the alpha dog there. We'll see how long he stays on the field, along with Will Fuller. But we see how the Houston Texans like to play offense, and I believe there will be some production that will be needed to be attained. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's a great move for the, the Rams to get money off the books and then just a general sense there. We're tight on McCash. Getting him off the books is great. Uh, definitely makes, you know, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, I think, pretty strong wide receiver twos. Uh, maybe Cup, a wide, a, you know, low-end wide receiver one maybe. Um, it really depends on how you feel about these guys. And uh, I think it definitely rises at Tyler Higby a little bit, someone who I'm kind of on the fence about after having a really great end-of-the-year stretch. This could definitely make him a more serviceable, like top ten tight end going into the season, uh, especially with that, those targets being gone now. And maybe a guy like Josh Reynolds could see a, a spike in his production too. He's kind of been called upon at times when these guys get injured and kind of performs to a, a decent extent. So keep your eyes on him as well on Houston side of the ball. I mean, it definitely makes Deshaun Watson a little more attractive now after he pretty much I think fell down a lot of people's boards after the Hopkins trade. But you know. I'm not too thrilled with him still. I mean, you're you're getting a bunch of injury-prone deep threats on your team. I mean, it can only take you so far. Uh, there's definitely going to be games where he goes off, but games where he's kind of going to go do nothing. And as for Brandon Cooks, myself, guys, I think, um, you know, maybe a high-end wide receiver three. I think he has the upside, but he also has a huge risk with injury uh, moving forward with five concussions now over the last six seasons. So it's it's a bit of a concern. But that is the news for the day, guys. Um, nothing else really big on until we come until probably later this week. We have an extra episode. Actually, I didn't mention, guys. We were actually recording on a non a non recording day. Um, figured we get an extra episode in with these, you know, rookie landing spots here to give you guys a little extra uh, extra thing during this whole quarantine session. So um, let's get right into it. Uh, and basically what we did, we did quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, of course. Um, we did probably much the, the top end of these guys here. For the quarterbacks, it's not really fantasy relevant per se. It's more of where they might have the best shot with their careers. Because as we know, many fantasy or many rookie quarterbacks really don't really produce too often uh, their, their rookie season for fantasy. So uh, we all kind of did landing spots based off where they could actually thrive in the long term, I guess, for fantasy and then for their NFL career. So, uh, Kevin, we'll let you go first. Um, as we already kind of mentioned, Joe Burrow is probably going to go number one overall in most drafts, so we really didn't ask you guys to find him. But um, Tua Tagovailoa, um, Alabama quarterback, where can you see him going that make an impact on his career? Um, well, it's a really tough one because, like, most of the talk is that the Dolphins want him, but there's been... A couple of reports this week that he's failed a couple of physicals, but then his pro day video came out, his hip looks fine, he was throwing the ball, albeit short passes. Um, I could definitely see him going at five or six to the Dolphins or Chargers, um, but both have quite poor O-lines right now, and if he's someone who notoriously gets hurt, I'd say maybe if he slides down the board a bit, I think if he drops to 12, I think Las Vegas could use him. Start up a new fan, uh, the franchise in a new city, bring in a big name, UB. I think that could work really nicely in Ben. Mm, I do like that. For me, I'm still going to go with Miami. Like the take for two was real. Like you just described in the metal reports, they didn't look better than what we were expecting them to be look. I mean, expected them to be looking like right now, given his uh, gruesome injury late in the college season, but. For Miami, like, they spend a lot of money in free agency, and this fan base has been dying for something that looks like real football. They did have Fitzpatrick last year, but this will fill the void at the position, give promise to the fan base, and re-energize Miami football to what it was back in the 70s and 80s. And some of the 90s, too. 
But yeah, I, I agree with you there, Jibs. I'm watching Tua right now on film on, on my TV, and he looks the part. I mean, yes, the, in, the hip's a huge injury concern still, but I think with Miami, they're not you know to the point where they have to win right now. Uh, I think they could have another year before they really need to win and allow him to like sit the year and actually you know heal up. And they have an opportunity to put a, you know a, probably a franchise quarterback in their homes. And I think giving him that time, I think, would be a perfect landing spot him landing spot for him so he doesn't feel the pressure having to go in right away because I don't think they're in the pressure situation to win now like the Chargers are right now with Anthony Lynn so I uh, like to win Miami um, going to number two here Justin Herbert uh, Oregon quarterback uh, Kevin where do we have him going um, I have him going to the Chargers I think they've got a really nice offense building they've got Eckler signed to a new contract and he like broke out big time last year You've got Keenan Allen as a PBR monster. Mike Williams is a good downfield threat. And then Hunter Henry signed his franchise tag today. A lot of weapons for a young QB to come into. If they can sort that O-line out for him, I think he can succeed there. Totally agree with you. Like, with Jared uh, previewing some of the Pac-12 players in the last couple of podcasts, he described Justin Herbert as a guy, he's not going to win you with his, his crazy athleticism or his throwing ability or anything like that, but he's... Typically, he's like a game manager type of quarterback, and like Kevin described, that offense has weapons on it. All pro running back, a crazy tall wide receiver, all pro tight end. Like, rookie won't have any woes with the offense. Typically, rookies get drafted high at bad teams. Just the Chargers just happen to have a pretty old, aspiring quarterback who drew a lot of picks, given the record. So, I think that would be a good situation for Justin Herbert as well. Definitely a very ideal landing spot for him, guys. But I'm going with the the Raiders. I hope that he can maybe fall to the Raiders if the, you know the Chargers decide to go another d- direction. I think putting him there with Gruden is a great you know put him in a great situation there. Derek Carr is not really good at the deep bar. Uh, he was kind of in the lower ranks in the league when it comes to deep ball attempts and uh, completions. I think getting him there, a big arm, and hopefully. They can, you know, get some more weapons around him and maybe give him some time. He doesn't actually have to start it right away if they want to throw Carr in there for another year. Um, I think, you know, Gruden can get this guy into the right situation. I think he has the, the size and the arm for NFL already. He just needs to get coached up a little bit. And I think Gruden can get him to that next level. So I like Justin Herbert in, in Las Vegas. Yeah, I was going to pick the Patriots, but I figured like, that would be an anomaly for him to fall that far. But uh, the Raiders would be a good uh, landing spot given the circumstances of where he's projected to fall in the draft. Yeah. I actually just saw uh, this was in a mock draft, and he actually fell to the, char- uh, the Patriots in that, so it's kind of funny. But going over to the next quarterback here, Jordan Love. Uh, big prospect here, a lot of potential. Um, Kevin, where do we see Jordan Love possibly landing? So I think you guys just nailed it in the team that needs a QB. I think the Patriots would be a great landing spot for Jordan Love. Um, Right now, they say they're rolling with Jared Stidham, but I'm not too sure. Um, he didn't look the best when he had his opportunities last year. Not that there were many of them. Um, I can't see too many other teams, to be honest, looking for a QB to stop them. Um, most teams have that position locked down. So I think if he uh, falls down to 23, I think the Patriots could definitely take him there. Ooh, and I picked New Orleans because you can't teach arm strength, but you could teach you could teach him how to be an NFL quality quarterback. So Sean Payton has broke every record in the record books with uh, Drew Brees, and I think he could be just salivating at the fact that he could get a 
project quarterback. He doesn't have to start him immediately. I know they have uh, Taysom Hill, but just the prospect of having Jordan Love, a Hall of Fame offensive genius as his uh, play caller and offensive uh, guru, hey, that's my uh, take right there for it. No, definitely. We all seem to pick situations where, you know, great minds and um, may not be the best, greatest mind, but I, I like him in Indy. Um, I think Jordan Love is a talent, but he needs some work, and I think he needs a good offensive line. Um, as we all know, the Colts have one of the best offensive lines in the game right now, and I think he can actually sit the year behind Phillip Rivers being there now, kind of learn from Phillip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett and kind of learn different you know, ways they play the game. And I think that will help him out in the long run. He has the talent, the arm talent to be a guy. And I can see him being like a similar Patrick Mahomes situation, veteran guy. Next year, he takes over. Um, I could see it happening. So I like Jordan Love and Indy. For some reason, I just can't see like Phil Rivers teaching a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the, the throw an interception every other play, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I just, he's just so fiery, but I, I can understand. Phil's in a different uh, place than he was when he started his NFL career, yeah, for sure. He's definitely a better guy now, hopefully. Uh, so. <laughs> Um, but then we have the next guy on our list here, um, Oklahoma quarterback Jalen Hurts, um, smaller guy, a lot of potential to him uh, in Alabama, went to Oklahoma. Uh, where can we see him landing, guys? So Hurts isn't someone I really think can take the reins of starting QB. Um, I think if he's going to take a backup role, I think his best landing spot would be somewhere with the uh, mobile quarterback, maybe he can run some two QB schemes. So I'm thinking if he can land in Baltimore and replace RG3 as Lamar Jackson's backup, he can land in Kansas, maybe backup um, Patrick Mahomes, or even in Seattle to go behind Russell Wilson, somewhere where he can really use his leg um, and trick opposing defenses. Ooh. Yeah, you know what Jalen Hurts did in college win. You know what Bill Belichick likes to do? He likes to win. I can see him going to the Patriots just because Bill Belichick is just – he's – the Sith Lord, man, he just always adapts and trying to figure out how to cheat the way or just uh, make a better Patriots team. So he sees how the NFL is adapting to all these athletic quarterbacks. I think he wants to get himself an athletic quarterback, and Jalen Hurts, he doesn't have to start. Just like Kevin said, scheme him up, put him in specific packages like the Ravens were doing last year, and take it from there. Definitely love your guys' picks there. Um, but I'm going with New Orleans on this one. Uh, I think he kind of fits a similar size and built to Drew Brees and to an extent. I think Drew Brees is about an inch taller than him. Uh, but this guy likes to win. He can throw the ball downfield. I, I think he just needs to be coached up the right way. Um, and Sean Payton, like I said, he knows how to coach. And he's been making Drew Brees look like a Hall of Famer, which he is. And, you know, they, don't, they definitely need a quarterback at some point. I don't know if 30-year-old Taysom Hill is really the future for this team. Uh, but if you get Hurts in there and give him an opportunity to learn from this backup role, and maybe he can end up starting at some point, maybe in 2021 or 2022. Uh, and then going over the next quarterback here, we have Jake Fromm from Georgia. Um, you know, great guy, smart quarterback, maybe not the most athletic quarterback, but very smart quarterback, especially on the field. Uh, Kevin, what about this guy? So originally I had from going to the Patriots, but this was when Brady was still there. I think he would be an ideal backup for Brady. So I'm thinking if he can drop to the third or fourth round, go to Tampa, back up Brady for a year or two, and then see what Bruce Arians can do with him. Great minds to think of, like Kevin. <laughs> see the least. 
Like, uh, that's all my points as well. Like, can't, Tom Brady isn't getting any younger, so if you can find a nice young quarterback, groom him up a little bit, by then the offense should be stabilized and they could just keep shooting for championship runs since they don't have to pay up for a good uh, quarterback. Again, not it would be an ideal landing spot. Anyone going to you know uh, go in there would be a great spot to go behind Tom Brady. Um, I actually have do have Jake Fromm going to New England still. I think he's a similar quarterback to Drew Brees, a very smart quarterback, quick throw kind of guy. Um, I think you know Bill Belichick can make this guy from being his smart quarterback with limits to being a pretty decent running back. Um, you know, he, he kind of just reminds me of like Tom Brady over the last three seasons, a guy who can make the smart play, but doesn't have the big arm. And that's what form doesn't have. He doesn't have that arm to him. He doesn't have that athleticism to really do too much than be a pocket quarterback. And, you know, the grabbing him in the third or fourth round, maybe fifth round, um, you know, he could be someone who could compete for that starting job because uh, he's a really smart, smart quarterback. So, and then going over to the last quarterback real quick here, we have Jacob. Easton from Washington. Um, tell us a little bit about um, him, where he could go there, Kevin. Um, I'm not that big on Easton. I think he's got a good, a good arm on him. He's, he's not too mobile. He's going to have to be a pocket passer and needs a good O-line in front of him. Um, I don't see him, to be honest, as much more than a backup. So I'm looking at teams who have good O-lines, need a backup, and I'm thinking maybe Dallas backup Z. Uh, sorry, backup that. They would be. Um, by one of the best O-lines in the NFL. I took a different route. I think he could go to Pittsburgh, but Ben, obviously, isn't a spring chicken either. He said he wants to play a year or two more. So uh, we saw what the Steelers went through last year with the Mason Rudolph and the Duck Hodges experiment. I don't think the fans will put up for that anymore, and they should draft the quarterback immediately. We know they don't have the first-round draft pick, so I think either Fromm or Easton could be viable candidates for Steelers Definitely understand your guys' picks. Love him. But uh, I actually have him at Tampa. I think one of the best things about Easton, he's not the greatest quarterback, but he's got a great deep ball. And he's got a pair of wide receivers if he goes to Tampa eventually that he could take over who can go deep and he could throw it to him. And I think sitting behind Tom Brady, Bruce Arians being there, I think he could end up making him a pretty good quarterback over the next two seasons as long as Brady's there for the next two years and then letting Easton kind of come in and take the helm. Uh, I think he could work very well uh, with these wide receivers as long as they're obviously still on the team. So I like Easton as a possible candidate to replace Brady in Tampa, maybe. But those are the quarterbacks, guys. Now we're on to the running backs now, and there's a lot of talented running backs in this class. I'd love to talk about every single one of them possible, but I would be here talking about them for hours. So we're going to start with DeAndre Swift, another Georgia product here. Where could we see him going? I mean, with the running backs, I think it's a bit of a... A lot of shoot. You've got a lot of teams who have a space there for a running back to slot in. I think you can mix and match with a lot of them. Um, personally, I just love seeing Swift go to Kansas and a lot of these marks at the end of the first <laughs> round. I mean, you can't look past that. He's such a talent, and that is such a good offense to be slotted into. If you can put him there, that team, especially bringing back, what is it, 20 of the 22 starters from the Super Bowl, they could definitely be looking going back to back with a great run game there. Yeah, so match me and Evan, I agree with you 100%. The, that running back by committee is bullshit. Like, they don't need to have LaShawn McCoy, two rookies, and Damian Williams. Just put that into one person, DeAndre Swift, let Patrick Mahomes just have himself a nice little Ferrari in the backfield and let him rip. 
No, definitely, definitely love your guys' take. I think he would be a perfect match there, but I have him as a bet, even more of a perfect situation for him. I like him in Tampa. Uh, I think he's literally the complete package for this, you know, kind of NFL life nowadays, and they need a reliable running back who can pass protect. Um, um, Ronald Jones, as decent as he actually is, I kind of like him if he were to be the starter by himself, but he definitely has issues with pass protection. Obviously, we've seen him multiple times that Jones can't protect, pass protect if he's um, if he's on the field, he has to pass protect, and he's not been doing that over the last season and a half now. Um, so, you know, putting Swift there, he's a pretty good pass protector, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield really easily, and he's a real, just a dynamic dynamic runner that uh, they could really use to help Tom Brady finish off his career strong. So I like DeAndre Swift in Tampa. Um, and then going over to the next guy, uh, another arguably as probably the best running back in the class, um, Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin, a four-year starter, um, really, you know, perfect built for the NFL, kind of fast when we saw his combine. Uh, where can we see him going, guys? Lay it all down, Kevin. I know you're taking Are you ready? Yeah. I have a toughness spot, but I really like that One of them is Indy. Um, I think Marlon Mack's not the answer there. I think he's good, but you put Taylor in behind that offensive line. Bill Rivers tossing the ball. Um, I think he's doing really well there. Or... I think Pittsburgh is another spot that could be really great fit. Yeah, I thought you were going to go with Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's my choice because James Conner is not cutting it at all, man. He's just he's very injury-prone. Like, it just sucks to say that the last couple of years. Jonathan Taylor just profiles as a three-down back that the Steelers could go back to like during their days when they always had a feature running back. And I don't think my... Like Mike Tomlin wants to go to running back by committee, but just because of Connor's injury history that he had to do it. So I think the Steelers will go back to the ways. No, definitely ideal landing spots for him, definitely. Um, but I'd like to see the Chargers get over this whole Justin Jackson, Austin Eckler thing because it's, it's mind-boggling how I don't think Justin J- Jackson can really handle a bigger workload personally. I like him, but I think they need someone who's a bigger, bulkier back like Melvin Gordon was and him and uh the Chargers would make perfect sense to have that true lightning and thunder between him and Eckler. Um, I mean, when we saw the offensive coordinator switch, we saw Melvin Gordon go for 500 yards over the last eight games and four touchdowns and then get the ball out of the backfield. I think they're in a win-now situation, and I think Taylor can help them get over the edge even with the you know questions at quarterback right now. Uh, and going on to number three, guys, another possible number one overall guy, not overall, but number one running back in some eyes, and it's J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State, a three-year starter. Where do we see him going, guys? Uh, there's a few places he can land. I think you're looking at maybe the Rams. Now that they don't have Gurley, they're saying that Henderson's their guy, but um, is he really? Um, yes. Maybe. Do you think so? I think so. I think Henderson can be the real deal this year. They're saying going by running back by committee, so whether they add someone to go with them is a question. Um, but then I think you could also be looking at um, Miami. I think that would be a really good fit, especially if they're adding a young, fresh QB, grinding up that offense. I think he could fit in nicely there. My choice is Miami. I just see like Brian Flores on TV. He just looks like a straight shooter. He plays no nonsense. We saw what these running backs were doing in Miami. Freaking Balaj just throw, getting passes thrown over him. They lost Craig. Patrick Lair is nobody. They just need, uh, they just need a guy. And like I feel like Dobbins is a powerful running back who could just hit the hole. 
we don't have to scheme up these fourth and crazy plays, fourth and goal plays. So I think J.K. Dobbins is going to be that running back that could sit behind Howard, not take that many uh, snaps, and then eventually just have the featured role, and he can work up some of the things that he needs to do to be a good, even a better running back in the NFL. True, true, true. Well, I think we're agreeing on the first time here, and I'm saying Miami as well, guys. Um, obviously, that's my team, guys, and I can see him being the next Miles Sanders. Of course, his enemy would be Jordan Howard once again, who's just re-signed, who just signed with them this past offseason. But Jordan Howard, as good as he's been in the run game, he's very limited in the passing game. Dobbins is a fantastic passer, and I think he can handle a heavy workload in a general sense. Um, so they may maybe you know split it early on, but I think he could end up being a really good fantasy asset uh, this season and beyond. So I like Dobbins in Miami, especially if you get him in the second round. Going to be great. I, I feel bad for Howard. He just goes places and then gets upended by rookies like no matter what. Basically, poor guy. Poor guy. I mean, he's third in the league in Russian since 2016, but no one cares about that. <laughs> and he's only 25 years old as well. Yeah, he is. He's, he's, he's so underrated. The Brandon Cooks are the running backs. Basically. He just doesn't... If he was a good pass catcher, it'd be a different story, but he's just not a good pass catcher. No, he's not. No. But we're going on to the fourth running back here real quick here. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I might have said that wrong, but LSU guy, little stocky, short guy with a great pass-catching ability to him. Guys, where can he be going? I really like him going to Tampa. I think for the reasons that you've said before with, uh, with Swift, I think um, if he ends up third, I think it's a really good duo with uh, with Ronald Jones, who I do actually like as a prospect still. Um, we know Brady loves to throw to his running back, so both of those guys could fill that option. And I think he'll just be a bit better in pass protection than Jones. I agree with you. I had to pick that Tampa as well. He could be the James White Jr. for Tom Brady. And just like you stated before, Ron Jones isn't the best pass blocker. So uh, uh, Clyde Edwards, uh, he is a stocky back. He didn't do bad in pass protection at LSU, although the NFL running back, I mean, the NFL players are more gigantic in size, so he'll have to pick up a little bit more there. But I see him profile well at at Tampa Bay. Now, definitely understand your guys' take, and if I didn't put Swift there already, I would probably have considered him there heavily. Uh, this guy is actually pretty hard to really decide who I wanted to have him go to because of the places I already put other people. Um, but I went with a team like Seattle, and you know I could see him going in the second round to Seattle easily. Uh, and Seattle's a team right now who have two running backs who are coming off major injuries question of arcs about their you know availability this season and even after this season i believe both chris carson and penny are free agents or one of them's a restricted free agent so you know they could end up going to get a running back now um hyde could very much you know be involved in this passing game which they don't have a third option or third wide receiver on their team he could he played out of the slot plenty of times over his time in lsu so and this is a guy who caught 55 receptions you don't really catch 55 receptions to running back in college so uh, he's got a little stocky guy who can pound over people, so I really like to see what he's able to do with a MVP kind of guy like Russell Wilson. So, uh, going on to the next running back, number five here is Cam Akers, uh, bigger back, um, definitely explosive. Um, where can we see Cam Akers going? Well, I'm a huge fan of Cam Akers. I think if you watch his tape, he would stay behind one of the worst low lines I've ever seen um, at Florida State. I think if you give this guy 
the right system, the right scheme, the right team to play with, I think he could be the best running back in this class. And I've got him going to San Francisco. I think they've been playing by committee and giving people big numbers. And I think Kyle Shanahan would know exactly how to use him. I think he'll go off big games every day. Um, yeah, I really like that fit there. Mm-hmm. So I went contrarian. I picked the Jets just because we all see the right here on the wall with Le'Veon Bell and Adam Gase's relationship. The remaining running backs on the rosters aren't anything special at all. So I just see this being a prime opportunity for Cam Akers to show his worth given the Jets, uh, the Jets revamped their offensive line during the free agency period. Depending on their first pick, whether they go offensive line or get the wide receiver out of college. They could even have another boosted piece in the offensive line. So I can see Cam Akers being in the backup role, but just due to the, sh- the, um, <laughs> the friction and the corrosion of the relationship, hey, it could be a starting gig anytime soon. My only problem with the Jets is Adam Gates. Yes. I think he's really misutilized running back. Adam Gates. He, he, he doesn't do anything there. Hey, it's all about opportunity. So, you know what they say in New York, forget about it. <laughs> This New Yorker here. Um, well, I went with Kansas City. I went with this approach. I'm taking a running back in the second or third round, and the Acres would definitely be there in one of those two rounds for sure. Like you guys said about him, he is a, a fantastic back, and I think he could have that you know similar style to like Cream Hunt and kind of dominate the carries where you know you can use Damian Williams more in the passing game where he's more of a threat that way. Um, and they said they've had too many mediocre players this past season and injuries on this running back core that they need a guy who can just pound the rock, who's a good, you know, you know, good pass catcher, not an injury-prone kind of guy. Um, I think he could end up being real stable for this team and be a good fantasy asset late in the year. And I like that. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. You know, I, I, they, I think they have other needs in the first rounds. So they may not go that route. They could easily go swift in the first round or something like that. But, uh, you know, going acres in the second or third might be more of a ideal situation for them. Uh, and then on the last running back here, um, Zach Moss. Um, you know, guy from, I believe it's Utah? Utah. I uh, did this last time. Utah. And very controversial. Some people really like him. Some people really hate him. Um, Kevin, where do you see him going? Um, I really like it. Zach Moss went to the Ravens. I think you're looking at Mark Ingram was on the wrong side of 30. He played really well last year, but you don't know when he's going to start to decline. They've got Justice Hill there. I'm not sure he can really carry the load. So if they bring in someone like Moss just to sort of put it into more of a committee, I think it would really work out well for him. Mm. It's a good take. I wish I took that one. I don't know why I put Houston, but like just because David Johnson's contract is enormously large, and Duke Johnson on the team too, but both of those guys will be free agents in a year or two, I think in two years. Two years so yeah. I, I don't think Zach Moss is going to be like burning on the NFL field anytime soon, but I think Houston would be a good situation long-term given the circumstances of the running backs' contracts. No, I definitely understand that take. Uh, they're definitely going to need a plan at some point. Um, I went with Buffalo. I really don't like because I'm really a big fan of Te- Devin Singletary and his you know, stardom coming out party in 2020. Um, but they're going to need a physical runner, a tough runner. And I think Singletary is to an extent, but I don't think he's can carry a full workload to that extent. I'm really, you know, contra- like, no, I'm really up and down on Singletary and some, as him being able to be a, f- a true feature guy. And I don't think the Bills are going to want him to be. They want to bring in their next, you know, Frank Gore type guy, and I think Zach Moss could be that guy and kind of split time with him and keep them both fresh for the long term. And 
He's good enough pass protector to need to step in too, so which is a really good thing, um, for issue for Josh Allen to keep him from having to always just run the ball. So I like him in Buffalo. And then we'll go over the wide receivers, and then we have tight ends. So start with wide receivers first, guys. Jerry Judy. Some people have him as the number one wide receiver in the class. Alabama guy, two-year starter. Uh, where do we see Jerry Judy going? Uh, Judy's just such a good talent. I think if we're talking about where he could have the best career, I think it's so up in the air because he's such a good player that he just needs a good QB with him. So when you're looking at um, the first round, who's going to take him? You're thinking um, the Jets, you put him with Darnold. Um, the Raiders, you're looking Derek Carr, maybe not the best person for him. Jimmy G. I think if the Broncos trade up for him, you're pairing with um, Portland Sutton, giving Drew Locke as his quarterback, I think he can really succeed at the... Hey, how are you? How are you, buds? Yeah, I, I love your take, Kevin, especially like, if you want the Denver, like he will just be my number one wide receiver. Like you said, the Raiders, I picked the Raiders just because I don't see Derek Carr being there that much longer, so I think they'll get fresh blood at the quarterback help, so I don't think his stock will be negatively impacted in the oncoming years. But the Raiders just don't have anyone to throw to, man. Like, And Judy is just a can't-miss type of prospect. He just make an immediate presence on the offense. So I just believe those two circumstances makes him just a perfect role for the Raiders. Yeah, I went with the Raiders as well. Uh, I think they just need star power there and – uh, Jerry Judy can give them that start power type. He's not like any other wide receiver they have on their team. And, um, again, if they go wide receiver, not quarterback in the first round, obviously, um, he's going to be a, a stud for Derek Carr, whoever plays quarterback for this team. He can he can just, he can can just do it all. So. Yeah, and it's about time the Raiders pick a wide receiver in the draft. Uh, when their old owner, Mark Davis, is alive, they felt like they were picking the fastest, biggest wide receiver they could find each and every year. Or each other, each each other year. That's true. Back in the day, back in the good old days. Uh, we're going over to the next wide receiver, who I I have him as my number one wide receiver. But we'll talk about that part uh, later this week. Um, but oh, you do? I do. I don't want to give anything away, but I, I have uh, him as number one, guys. So that's why we're friends. Yeah, CD Lamb, Oklahoma guy, three year starter, played with some pretty good quarterbacks over this time there. Where can we see him going there, Kevin? I mean, I don't really need to give too much details because you guys did it for Jerry Judy. But I see him going to the Raiders. I think, like you said, they need someone to throw to, and I think Cedar would be a great fit there. Okay, for me, guys, I'm giving another vote of confidence to Adam Gates. They need someone to grow and mature with Sam Darnold. But, like, guys, like I'm not a fan of Adam Gates either. There's just no vote of confidence from him or a good recommendation. But the guy is an offensive guru in quotation marks and I just believe he can make great use of Lamb's dynamic receiving skills all throughout the field whether it be the short routes long intermediate routes deep routes so Sam the clock is ticking and if they get that wide receiver you gotta prove it yeah I mean I'm right there with you Jib as well I have him going to the Jets too Um, I think the Jets are going to take him at 11 uh, but they're 11, yeah. I think they're going to take him at 11. I, I think he's just the overall complete wide receiver. He doesn't have the same speed as Judy does, but I think his his ball skills and, and ability to just find the ball wherever it is on the field um, and make his quarterbacks look better, I think that's what they need right now in, in 
New York to get Sam Donald's confidence kind of back up where it could be. So I like C.D. Lamb in New York. And going over to the next guy here on the list, uh, number three is Henry Ruggs, um, you know, wide receiver out of Alabama as well. Um, speedster guy, very fast. Um, he's got a lot of potential to him in the next level. Fits this kind of new speedy wide receiver-like type. Uh, where can we see him going there, Kevin? So if I hadn't marked Duty to the Broncos, I think I would have sent Ruggs there. But since I have, I think... I would say he's going to go at 13 to the San Francisco 49ers. They have a lot of guys who can catch the ball in and around the line of scrimmage, a bit further down. I think Ruggs can start to take from, take the top of the defense. It's really open up the field, give Jimmy G something to throw down to. Um, I think Ruggs is actually being a bit underrated right now. Lots of people are saying, calling him a new John Ross, but his hands are really good. He had a really low drop rate. Combine that with his speed, and I think he's going to be a really good player. Yeah, I totally agree with you on the, just everyone kind of discounting rugs just because he's a speedster, one-trick kind of pony wide receiver. But you watch a film, man. Like he's there's a reason why he went to Alabama and he played for. He was given the reason, the opportunity to play for him. But like I'm going with Denver guys. Courtland Sutton, he's an amazing wide receiver. I feel bad for the brother that defenses can key on him every single game and they only allow Screw Lock or the quarterback to only give him a handful of opportunities. But like Courtland Sutton made a glory on these opportunities, catching we'll say like four balls, maybe two touchdowns, eight touchdowns. So if you get a speedster on the field just to expand the field, get more opportunity for Sutton to work. Down the field, I just think it'll help the Broncos offense and Drew Locke to develop as a quarterback. Yeah, Jibs, we seem to be on the very same page here today, it seems like, because I also have him going to Denver as well. I, I think he fits what they're looking for. I feel like Cortland Sutton is the is the taller wide receiver on the team, while you know Ruggs can kind of stretch the field a little bit more uh, based off his speed there, and they need someone who can get down the field speedy. I think they have the weapons that they are ready to put around uh, Drew Locke, I think they just need a speedster, and I think Ruggs can be that true speedster on the team there. So I really like Ruggs uh, going to Denver. Uh, at, I think they're at pick 15 or 14. So uh, going to the next guy here uh, is just, Justin Jefferson, LSU guy. Uh, big season this past year here with you know Joe Burrow and LSU. Um, pretty good wide receiver for the last two seasons now. Um, where can we see him going, guys? I'm a big fan of Jefferson. I think he's a really good talent. I think people talk about him playing more in the slot role, and I think if he does, I think he'll be a great fit in Miami. Um, Devontae Parker finally broke out in what his fifth year. Um, you've got Preston Williams going back from injury after a really solid rookie year. If you add Justin Jefferson to that, um, whatever QB they're starting, I think is in a really good position. <laughs> but um, Jeff Justin Jefferson, I hope he comes to my Philadelphia Eagles. We need a wide receiver. Bad and a young one, I might add. He profiles well in the slot, like you said before. Last year, LSU Jefferson had a 92% contested catch rate. I felt like most of our wide receivers last year were just prone to drops. Nelson Aguilar. But uh, I'm just hoping him and Wentz could grow a connection, a deep connection over the next couple of years or forever, hopefully. Because, like, we said the Eagles wanted to get uh, DeAndre Hopkins, but they, that kind of failed, and they're just trying to just get a wide receiver 
they know they need to get a wide receiver, but they want to get a young one. So I think Justin Jefferson would just be that perfect fit for Philadelphia. Chibs over there daydreaming about Justin Jefferson in the oh, uniform. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I also have him going to the Eagles as well. I, I just think he's a, a, a complete play. He's a close to enough complete player um, for a wide receiver that's a probably ranked th- fourth or fifth on most people's boards. Eagles desperately need a wide receiver. I, I think he is probably the, the best guy to be the next big guy for their team there. Uh, but this guy, I mean, 111 receptions this past season. I mean, this guy can literally do it all, and I, I think he would be perfect for this new Eagles offense that desperately needs that young talent there. And then going over to the next guy is T. Higgins out of Clemson. Got to play with uh, Trevor Lawrence this past season, the last two seasons now, and uh, he makes his way to the NFL now. Where can we see him possibly performing this year? Um, yeah, I think I'm going to put Higgins in Philly. The same reasons you guys said. They need someone to fill in that vacant wide receiver role. When it's been too reliant on his tight end, they need someone who can who has speed but also size. And I think Higgins really fits for them. For me, I picked him at Minnesota. They just traded Stephon Diggs away. They need someone to replace him in the offense. Adam Thielen is not the youngest wide receiver out there, so he did have a couple hamstring injuries last year. So just to um, kind of stockpile in the wide receiver position, I think T. Higgins would be a perfect spot. Kind of a same player type-ish deal with Stephon Diggs. All right, Jibs, you just seem to find a way to find my you know notes, apparently, because I also have T. Higgins going to Minnesota What's as well. So thanks for stealing my, you know, my pick well, there. Well, it was, it was Jeff, Jeff, Justin Jefferson or T. Higgins. I flip-flopped him, but I just feel like I just kind of want Justin Jefferson, so I just homered it. No, I definitely, I get it, I get it. I'm, uh, I'm just busting balls, man, but, uh, you know, Higgins is a is a tremendous athlete. Uh, I think he can do real good at the next level here. Minnesota desperately needs to find a real number two or and a possible number one for the future. Higgins can be a future number one. Uh, you know, Thielen is 29 going on 30. Uh, they have some young guys there, but I don't know if they're really, you know, prone to be a wide receiver one. Higgins can be a wide receiver one, uh, given the opportunity to. So I think he would do very well in Minnesota this coming season and beyond. And then coming at number um, number six here on this board here, we have Latavius uh, Shinoff Jr. said his name completely wrong, guys. Uh, but uh, bulky, big, physical wide receiver out of Colorado, um, he's got a lot of potential. A lot of people seem to like him, and a lot of people seem to hate him as well. There, uh, where could we see him landing? Shannon's a really tough one. Um, I think talent-wise, he's up there with um, looking at maybe the fourth best receiver. But his injury history really worries me, and I think he's going to slip down a lot of boards because of that. Um, however, if he does slip, I think maybe if you're looking at um, the Vikings at 58, I think he would be a nice complement to Thielen. Um, just like you guys said, for Higgins, I think he'll do a really good job there. For me, I chose Green Bay because they have a slew of receivers, and uh, Chanel is injured, so I don't think they need to like expedite him along. So I think they can work on him. Matt LaFleur and Rodgers could just coach him up outstandingly. He's a big receiver at 
you see what Aaron Rodgers has done with big receivers in the past, doing those go routes and stuff, fade routes in the end zone. So given his draft stock and just the possibility of just improving that wide receiver core, they have someone other than Devontae Adams out on the field as a threat, I'm thinking Green Bay. Definitely understand that. Um, I actually went with the Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they still need wide receiver help. You know, Hollywood Brown, as good as he is, definitely an injury-prone type of player. Miles Boykins, maybe he kind of takes the next step this coming season. Uh, we'll find out soon enough. Um, but, you know, what's Shanette what's is good at, I keep saying his name wrong, I'm going to continue to say his name wrong, is that he's a big-bodied wide receiver. Kind of reminds me of, like, Cordell Patterson, with hands at least. And this guy can play all of the field, though, too. He can play running back. He can play line up and block. He's a really good blocker. Um, you can kind of use him different kind of ways. And when you have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, I think that would be really beneficial to have a wide receiver and kind of do a bunch of different things. You have to keep defenses on their toes because eventually they're going to try to find out and figure out Lamar Jackson style. And if you can get players in there who can perform in different ways, he's a guy who can kind of do that for them. So, Bravo. Great take. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Um, and then coming to the next one here, we have Jalen Reger, uh, LSU, no, LSU uh, TCU uh, wide receiver here, little speedster, a uh, little skinny guy, but he can he is fast. So uh, where can we see him going and being real fast for? Okay, so one team I really like for Jalen Reger, uh, the New Orleans Saints. I think they've got one of the, well, probably the best receiver in the NFL right now, maybe, with Michael Thomas. They added Emmanuel Sanders in free agency, and I think they really want to give Drew Brees, all the weapons he can get for one final push of the ring. Um, and Jalen Ray already fits the bill. He can slot in straight away and perform for them. And like you said, he ran a 4-4-7. I believe the 49ers would be a great spot for him because Shanahan, like, he makes wonders with his motion offense and having two dynamic receivers to pair along, or him and Debo, basically. This will, just will be a recipe for winning and to scheme up more for the 49ers offense. Uh, definitely. Love, love, love your guys' takes on that. Definitely, I think see him fitting there perfectly. Uh, I chose the Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know, I think they can make a run in getting some um, some speed on their team. I think T.Y., you know, he's, he's 30 years old now. I think he's 31, actually, now going into the season. You know, he definitely lost a step or two, coming off, especially coming off that, that injury he's been dealing with all last season. Uh, Paris Campbell, maybe he can step up. You know, Zach Pascal isn't a guy who are really screams big wide receiver ability for the future. Um, so, you know, get a guy like this in here. Um, he may not need to play right away, which would hurt his fantasy value a little bit. But I think he could get involved. And, you know, Phillip Rivers loves to throw the ball. So maybe he can, you know, see some deep th- deep throws down the field and be real productive uh, for this Colts team for now and the future. So, um, And then we're going into our next guy here on the board here, and his name is K.J. Hamill out of Penn State, a close, a close local, not local, but close college to New Jersey here. Uh, where could we see him performing at the next level? Um, it's really, I'm not too keyed up on Hamill, if I'm honest. I think I've seen a bit of film on him. He looks really good. There are so many different landing spots for him that could be, could be nice. Um, I'm thinking, uh, I feel like I'm one bit behind you each time because I'm thinking the Colts would be a nice bit for him. Pair him up with uh, T.Y. Hilton, you'd have a, quite a short receiving call, but definitely a speedy one. For me, I picked 
Detroit, I think he'd be a replacement for Amandola in the slot while complimenting Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones Jr. as an intermediate threat in the middle of the field for Stafford. So, that's mine. I definitely like those as well. Um, I went with Jacksonville. I think they could use some more speed on that team there. Um, he's an explosive runner, uh, real creative, and, you know, I think Shark can be the number one wide receiver while, you know, a guy like Hamill can kind of take it over the top and get downfield quickly. So I like his ability as long as he can kind of stay uh, some help, somewhat healthy and, you know, you know, work on his timing. I think he could be a good fit there. Uh, next guy on the list is Denzel Mims, guys, out of Baylor. Um, where can we see the Baylor product uh, headed to the next level? Um, I like Mims going to Green Bay. Um, last year, you had Easter Bay going back and forth between whether uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling or Jordan Madison was going to be the wide receiver too there, and neither really panned out. Adam Lazard sort of took out the role, but I don't see much from him long term. Um, Adams is such a good receiver, really good in the slot. I think if you add a big body like Mims on the outside, a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers is really dangerous. And I'm a couple picks behind, so I'm going to put Denzel Mims in New Orleans. I think he could be a perfect project that could be groomed, like by Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, and Sean Payton. Emmanuel uh, Sanders is an older by receiver, so we saw how long it took the Saints to find that number two to compliment Michael Thomas, so I think they will do a diligent process in getting that player to fulfill Emmanuel Sanders' role. Yeah, definitely. I, I picked Green Bay for mine. I just think he's a really good, strong outside receiver. Um, can definitely get up the field and catch the ball greatly. Uh, he's not the fastest guy, but he's got great, I feel like, game speed to him. And I think he could work very well being number two uh, with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams in that, uh, that offense. And then the very last wide receiver here is Michael Pittman out of UC, USC. God, um, haven't really heard too much US, USC talk lately. Um, when it comes to star talents, but Michael Pittman has been a guy who's been pretty decent over his career there. Not too bad a season this year. Uh, where could we see him possibly going in the next level? Um, I quite like Pittman. I think there's a couple of landing spots. Like you said before, the Ravens might need a new wide receiver. Um, but I also think someone that doesn't get mentioned too much in this turn is uh, the Washington Redskins. Um, they added Scary Terry last year, but I think if they're looking at going defense with their first pick, they definitely want to add some talent um, to really allow Drew Hampton to have to develop. Might as well be Drew Haskins the way he plays. But I chose Michael Pittman to go to Indianapolis. I feel like the Colts need a bigger wide receiver to complement some of the speedy ones that they have. Also, to fulfill that number one position that T.Y. currently has, but T.Y. Hilton... Albeit he was a warrior last year, he's, he's just been on the injury report too many times for my liking, and probably for the Colts' liking too, so I could see that being a perfect landing spot for him. Yeah, no, I definitely, definitely agree with your takes there. Uh, I actually have him going to San Francisco. I think picking him in the second or like third round right there I think would be his best you know situation for him to go. I think he could fall a little bit, even though I really am high on him. I think he's a great blocker, which I think would be good for the Shanahan offense. Uh, he really goes after, you know, and blocking for his, you know, teammates on the field. Uh, he can definitely be a, you know, a touchdown kind of guy, you know, 11 touchdowns this season. He had 111 receptions, so he definitely gets good at catching the ball. 
He doesn't have big speed to him, though. It's his only downfall, but I think he could work very well in this uh, run-first offense here. Uh, and then going into the tight ends, we got three of them. I only did three on this one. Um, the first one we have is Cole Komet out of Notre Dame. Um, everyone seems to be high on him. He's the number one tight end on a lot of people's boards here. Where could we see him going? Um, I think one QB needy team is the New England Patriots. I think they want to add some pieces to that offense. They've been trying out for someone to fill that void after Gronk retired. Um, if they can grab him, I'm not huge on any of the tight ends in this class this year, but if any of them are going there, I think Paul Komet might. Mm. I'd pick Indianapolis for Paul Komet. I have no reason in particular. I just feel like Jack Doyle isn't anything special, and Cole Komet could just be a uh, seamlessly like, better option down the road, even though they did just give him the contract. But you know how NFL contracts are. They're just basically uh, bubblegum and uh, some um, glue sticks. So I like Cole Komet going there. He could be a nice option for whatever quarterback they get in the NFL draft or via trade or anything like that. Yeah, I actually agree with Kevin there, and I went with New England as well. Uh, they need a tight end bat. They have Matt LaCoste or something like that, his name is, I believe. I mean, he's another one special. Um, I think I think he's personally pretty average, but he does possess a, a talent there that I, I did see. I just don't see it cons- consistently. Um, and if anyone can help somebody get better, I think Bill Belichick can see the, the brightness in every player to an extent there. Um, I think he's going to be a big athletic tight end down the middle that an inexperienced quarterback that they're going to probably have, or Brian Hoare, um, will love to have in the middle of the field there when they already lack the real weapons on the outside already. That's yeah, sure. I just don't see Phil paying up, though. <laughs> yeah, he could be a second-round pick. Uh, I think the Patriots have a second, two second-round picks, I believe. So he could be a second-round pick. I don't see him in the first, so I don't see any. No, no, I don't see him in the first either. So, I mean, Bill Chuck's been doing some crazy things lately, so with these, for these picks, these high picks, so you never know. And he also trades back a lot, too. This is true. Um, and then we're on our next pick here is Bryson Hopkins. Uh, very talented, pass-catching tight end here. Um, where could we see him going at the next level? Um, I quite like landing in Jacksonville. They just added Tyler Eifert, didn't they? So um, a bit injury-prone. Could do well if he succeeds, but if not, definitely a spot for someone to fill in. I think he could definitely do a job there. I showed Chicago, we saw they basically had a tight end by committee after Trey Burton went down in the earlier portion of the year. I think it was like week one or two. So um, I think they also see the writing on the wall for Trey Burton. Like he is not anything special. Sure, he did the Philly special, but that's his claim to fame. So I think with Bryson Hopkins' pass catching ability, because the Bears another option for Matt maybe to either utilize or not utilize given his coaching ability. No love for jo- for Jimmy Graham there now? What? That dude's freaking running with bricks. <laughs> I know, I'm just messing with you. Uh, I picked Washington. Um, they need talent um, in the offense there. Uh, he said his biggest downfall is that he's not the, really the best blocker, which would be a, you know somewhat of a you know a bad negative t- towards his game. But this guy can catch the ball. He can catch the ball out of the, ba- out of the you know, in the open in the secondary as much as possible. Uh, I think he has that value to be a really good tight end. Uh, I think he might slip until round two or three, um, especially probably three maybe. Uh, but they're young, 
rebuilding team that could use a young tight end for their young quarterback. So I think he could fit very strongly, and we all seen Rivers uh, do very well with tight ends in his career at Carolina. So, on uh, the very last one of the night here, we have Albert Obalush. I can't even say his last name. Albert O from from Missouri. Albert O from Missouri. Uh, where can we see him going, guys? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Jeff's nailed it with the Bears take. They really need some more pieces on that offense, and especially that tight end position. Um, I think if he goes there, he'll slot in nicely, take the job from Burton potentially in his first year, maybe um, two or three years down the line. The tight ends don't always fit straight into an NFL system, but um, the Bears definitely need someone there. I put Albert on the Patriots. Uh, there's get some concerns about his off-field antics and whatnot, but if you see the Patriots, they also take chances on players like that, and they typically succeed on those things. Not uh, Aaron Hernandez, but just given the fact that he's a big, dynamic tight end who Bill Belichick could utilize in many ways, they need a tight end as well, so I just think that would be the best place for Alberto. No, definitely, definitely could see it. Um, for me, I went with Cincinnati. Uh, they desperately also need a tight end really badly after losing Eifert. I, I mean, they did draft Drew Sample last year, um, but I never saw anything out of Sample that made him somewhat of a worthy pick in the second round. It was still a head scratcher for me. Um, he's a pretty good blocker, I guess you could say. But uh, Alberto, if he just you know works on his game and gets stops being lazy, basically, this guy could be a tremendous athlete and. I mean, you can't hurt having more weapons around there for your future quarterback, hopefully, in Drew Burrow. Uh, so I think he could be a real uh, steal, especially with A.J. Green maybe be gone in a year or two. They're going to have to open up and do different things to get these you know, talented players on the field. And I think Albert O is a talented player who could be very good in the pass game, and he could be a really good pass blocker, too. So I'd love to see him go there. Great take, love that. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. But that is the end of our episode today, guys. Those are our landing spots. We hope you enjoyed them. Uh, we did as well. Uh, we usually don't record on Mondays during the off season, but we have today. Uh, but we'll also be back on Wednesday or Thursday when you hear this to talk about the uh, our wide receiver rankings. Uh, so looking forward to that. Um, but you know, as always, guys, please go check out our website at www.thefantasycoaches.com. We have you know all podcasts or episodes on there. We have articles on there. We have a great article from our new guy, Tyler, who just did one on the Fantasy uh, Rams recap, which was really cool. Um, We have our live streams. We have rankings on there, all kinds of things. So uh, please go check us out. Uh, Please also go follow us on Twitter at Coaches Fantasy. We have our Instagram at The Fantasy Coaches. You can follow me at Coach Stephen P. You can follow me at Hot Take Hotch on Twitter. You can follow me, Coach ABA. So give us a follow, guys. We'd love to help you out as much as possible. Answer any questions you have. And thank you guys for listening and take care. Until next time, have a great one.